one night while pregnant with my youngest child, I had a moment of clarity that showed me that I was on a path to be a role model for my daughters that depicted low self-esteem and fear-based living. Since then, I've been on this journey of self-discovery of finding my true self. I found my way through reworking stories and narratives that don't serve me, and now I work with my clients to help them identify, acknowledge, and rewrite past hurts to lead them to a life full of confidence, purpose, and positive self-worth. One may ask, how do you rewrite your narratives and find your true self? Well, I'm Meg King, and welcome to The True You, where you can join me down the path of self-discovery and get guidance on how to close the gap to finding your purpose. Hello and welcome to the True You podcast. I am so very, very excited that you are here with me today. I can't wait to not only share my journey with you, but to also bring on guests to talk about their stories and their journeys and finding their true selves. First, though, it only seems right to share you my backstory and why I'm here with you guys. I'm the baby of my family and the one that they all call the family therapist. And it seems fitting that I found my way into being a life coach. And before starting my own family, it was interesting to to look back and realize that I had lived to be accepted by my older siblings. There was something that always pulled me toward needing validations from them and from the outside world. I wish I knew what I knew now in regards to what internal validation looks like because, man, would that have made my life so much easier. When I was in high school, my parents got divorced. My two older siblings were already away at college, and I was left back to deal with the emotions and feelings of two big kids. At least that's what I told myself for so many years is that it was my responsibility to take care of them, yet they were the ones getting divorced and dealing with all the crap that comes along with it. I use that excuse that my dad needed me close to home when I was searching for colleges and I chose to go somewhere only about four hours away because I thought he needed me to be there in case something happened. And instead of going where I wanted to, which was far, far away, I went within four hours. What I really though wanted was to get away from my high school, to get away from my parents to get away from the shit storm that I felt my life was. It was interesting though, the only place I felt validation that I actually trusted was when I was on the court. So when I went to college, I did continue to play basketball, which kept me sane, but something was still missing. I still was full of resentment. I was full of anger and disdain. I blamed everyone. It was my coach's fault. It was my parents' fault. Shit. It was even the guy driving down the street just going the speed limit when I was trying to pass him's fault. They were the reasons why I was unhappy. It wasn't internal. It was all external. One night after returning home from visiting my sister in Colorado, I was shooting hoops in the gym when my coach came up and asked me if the rumors were true and if I was leaving. Without hesitation, I told him, yep, I'm going to go. I don't remember what he said, but I remember feeling like I let him down. He was a positive male role model in my life. At that time, my dad was struggling He was one that stepped in and really kind of gave me the attention that I thought that I needed while dealing with everything back home. After our conversation, I remember walking away towards the door and everything in my body was saying, Meg, turn around and tell him you're not going to leave. You'll figure it out. You'll make it work. But I didn't. 
I kept walking and I regretted this decision for so many years, but I know now it was the best thing I could have ever done because it was the first time that I changed and started doing things for what I thought I needed to do for me. After that, I traveled all around the world. I moved to California. I moved to Illinois. I went and I studied abroad in Barcelona. I traveled to England, to Amsterdam, to Germany. I continued to search for what was missing and I never found it. Fast forward 12 years. Yeah, 12 years of searching, always living with this chip on my shoulder of all of the hurt I was feeling, all of the injustices that were done. Then one night, pregnant with my youngest baby, it had all hit and man, did it hit hard. I will dig deeper into my marriage on another episode, but for today's purpose of understanding why I'm here sharing my story is because of that night in December in 2017. I was seven months pregnant with Tegan. She was my last pregnancy and no matter the outcome, I knew I was done being pregnant. You see, Me and my husband had struggled with infertility for the past seven years, being pregnant seven times, one pregnancy a year. My husband and I had had three miscarriages due to chromosomal abnormalities. None were related to the other. None were due to my husband or myself, all anomalies. The doctors even said, you guys hit the jackpot of bad luck when it came to being pregnant. In 2015, we had had our son, which was our third pregnancy, and we almost lost him during delivery. And that's for a whole nother episode and what that experience was for us. After he was born, we had had another miscarriage, and then we got pregnant with my sweet Therese. She was everything I didn't know I wanted. I never thought I wanted to be a girl mom, but after becoming a stepmom to my husband's daughter, I knew that I needed another daughter in my life. As a tomboy, I feared being maternal, but it came naturally to me with my stepdaughter. So I was ecstatic to know that we were going to welcome another daughter. Due to our struggles with pregnancies, we would go in sometimes weekly to get ultrasounds. So I got to see her often and every ultrasound she showed signs of being perfect. We were really going to have another baby. It wasn't until about seven months we went in for an ultrasound to find out that our sweet little girl had stopped progressing as well as we we had thought. With more testing, we found out she was diagnosed with trisomy 18, where she had had an extra chromosome on the 18th pair. The look on the doctor's face is still engraved in my in my brain. And the craziest thing is, is that I felt bad for him before I even considered feeling bad for me. He told us that the survival rate was less than 1% to even get her to delivery. And even then, if she were to deliver and um, be born alive, the, the chance of her living past the first day was even less than that. And if she did, it would be painful and it would be uncomfortable and it would not be the way that he would recommend us to go. We went in for a second opinion naturally and the same prognosis was given to us. And sadly, in the state of Wisconsin, you have a cutoff point in your pregnancy that if you don't induce labor early, you are required to carry the baby full term. When one doctor told us that if we carried to full term, my life would be put into jeopardy, especially if she passed away in utero and recommended the best thing we do was to induce and deliver early. There was a less than a 5% chance that since she still had a heartbeat that was strong, we would be able to spend some time with her after delivery. We had a week to decide, and as much as my soul needed to carry her to term, 
I knew that by putting myself at risk was being selfish for my other two kids, for my husband, for my family, as well as it jeopardized my chance to carrying another baby. And I wasn't willing to put everyone else's life in turmoil just because I needed to carry her to term. It's still a decision that I struggle with daily, but I do know it was the best decision. So we decided to deliver her early. And on September 30th, 2016, our sweet Therese was born. She was born asleep and she was ready to be our guardian angel. The thing about this experience was that it still didn't create me to change my life. I was still miserable. I contemplated leaving my life daily and running away to be alone and wallow in my feelings. It wasn't until I was seven months pregnant with Tegan We had made it through all the screens. We had every sign pointing to the fact that in two short months, we would be bringing her into this world. Y'all, and I didn't want to. I was scared out of my mind. I had almost lost my son. I had three angel babies in heaven, and I had to bury my daughter before she even had a chance to live. Why was this going to be any different? I was sitting in bed. I was daydreaming about a conversation I was having with Tegan when she was about to go off to college. Man, she was mad at me. She resented me for never loving her enough because I was broken from losing Therese. And for 18 years, she sat and waited for me to love her and show her that I wanted her. And in this dream, she had said, Mom, you have no pictures of you pregnant with me. You never were excited about me. I still to this day can feel that daydream and it is so vivid. It feels as if it was true. So in that moment, I started crying The future Tegan was right. I had already let her down and she wasn't even born yet. That night I got my camera. I took a picture of myself pregnant with her and I told myself I would honor every moment as the best moment and I needed to do better. I needed to search for the good instead of focus on the bad. Ever since then, I've made a commitment to myself to find the things in life that make me walk toward my purpose rather than sit back and watch life happen. I stepped down at my current position at the company I worked and started my own coaching business. I worked in HR and was a licensed professional counselor, and I knew that my energy needed to be put into helping others who have past hurts and help get them started rewriting their stories so they can start to live a better life and live their dream life. We all have stories, y'all. Some serve us, whereas others get in our way and stop us from living into our passions. The past three years, I have searched and dug up old stories and worked on rewriting the meanings I have given them. It is every day, it is an everyday journey to continue to find my way, but the amazing thing is I get to keep trying, and that is a gift my sweet Therese gave me. When I started my coaching business, I started to recognize as women, we all have these stories that have been built upon year over year. Whether they're stories about being a mom, a wife, an entrepreneur, they keep getting in our way. That is where I love to live in that space to help others just like me be able to get not to be able to keep knocking down past stories and set yourself up to find your purpose, to find your confidence and to improve your self-worth. With that, I'm going to shut it down for this episode. Thank you for listening. Stay awesome.
Thank you for tuning in to The True You Podcast, where we challenge our past stories to set the path for the future of our dreams. Jump over to my website at megkingco.com and follow me on Instagram and Facebook for weekly doses of motivation and storytelling. Remember, your stories don't define you. They're there to show you your way. Stay awesome. Stay awesome.